This is Radio Influence, podcasting redefined. This is the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy. Valor Hour episode 72 is on the air. We are ready for another episode, and it is fight week here in East Tennessee as we get ready for Valor Fights 51. It's going down this Saturday, July 21st, D3 Sports in Johnson City, Tennessee, also live on Flow Combat. We'll be diving headfirst into some hardcore uh, breakdowns and picks panel uh, returns as well uh, tonight. So it's a, it's a big show. I'm joined, as always, uh, by my co-host, Ed Cap. How's it going, Ed? Man, Saturday can't come soon enough. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It seems like we've had a few weeks off, so, uh, so we're ready to get out there and rock this thing. Uh, two guest hosts. Couple of the usual suspects tonight, Alan Poole, Mark Laws. Alan, how's it going? It's going great, man. What's up? You ready for fight week? I am. It's freaking finally fight yeah, week, it's man. time. I know. It's a good one. Mark, what's going on, buddy? You're coming off of some action over at uh, Sam McAlpin's Alabama Fighting Championships this past weekend, so you haven't had uh, as long of a lull as the rest of us. Oh, no, man. I'm, I'm, I'm still running hot from that one, literally. <laughs> one of the hottest places I've been in a minute. A home show for you, Mark, up in your uh, up in your neck of the woods. So you don't have to travel this weekend. That is very true, and man, what a blessing! You know, uh, as much as I would love to sleep in my own bed, I feel like I'm probably going to need have to get a hotel room anyway, just for just to keep everything straight. It's going to be an <laughs> ugly weekend, but I'm so excited. So. Uh, Got a couple interviews we're about to get to here in a sec before we are joined by the rest of our picks panel. Jeff Hobbs, Sawyer Rich, reigning champion Billy Big Sexy Swanson will join us here a little bit later. But before we get to our interviews, we've got a little bit of housekeeping to uh, take care of. Uh, Ed, every week we ask our listeners to submit some uh, conversation topics, if you will, for our panel. Uh, they can do that by sending it to any of the Valor Fight social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Ed will pick out some for us to cover. And I take it you have a few for this weekend. Yes, sir. First question comes via Facebook. Uh, Anderson Silva has been suspended by USADA for a whole year. Uh, in your guys' opinion, how do PEDs affect his legacy in the sport? Uh, Tim? Ah. Uh... It certainly taints it, you know, and he was already kind of on, on a little bit of a downside. So I think it kind of potentially sends him out with a bit of a with a bit of a sputter. Uh, that said, I mean, he's done a lot, certainly still one of the all time greats. Uh, you know, it's hard to say if he was doing such things during his heyday or, if you know, he's just trying to now that he's. You know, at the end of the if is of, of the line, pretty much he's he's trying to get, you know, every edge he can to to compete with these young bugs. Mark, uh, can you respect the guy who, who gets busted for PED use? Oh, I can respect him all day. <laughs> it's, uh, essentially, man, I hate that it's even an issue in the sport. You know I mean? If people want to see the biggest, baddest dudes in the world go at it, then, hell, let them be juiced to the gills, man. You know, let everybody do it. Not make it an even playing field. But the guys that do remain clean, you know, I, I think their legacies will, will live without that caveat beside them. And, you know, if John Jones never comes back, 
And then the next goat that you would go to is Anderson Silva, and he's now out for the second time, I guess, the second or third time for PEDs. I remember he had one after he broke his leg as well. And you know, oh, I didn't think about that. I don't that. know, man. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I, I I'm a fan of of the stuff, but <laughs> ultimately, the rules are the rules, and you have to follow them. Uh, Alan, as a photographer. Uh, it just improves the pictures, I'm sure, what these guys are using. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know you know the guys I like to hang around, don't you? <laughs> Get the oil, steroids. And, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I'm not quite sure what, what you're insinuating there, but um, as a photographer, I would just say that whether the – I, to me, it taints taints it a little bit because he he had dick pill thing going on earlier. Was that was the dick pill thing with the with the same with his leg? Is this a double dick pill? Is this dick pills again? I don't have enough insight on on what it was exactly. Okay, yeah, I th- it taints it to me, but it still doesn't mean he's not one of the baddest motherfuckers ever. So, yeah. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, Brendan Schaub is having a lot of success in the inter- entertainment industry uh, in his post-fighting career. Who's won Valor fights uh, regular or, or past fighter, Tim, that, that you think could follow in that path? Ah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I think there's some people with some potential that, you know, that are characters that could potentially, uh, you know, kind of step into that realm. A Chandler Cole, uh, you know, a guy that hasn't really... <clears throat> done a whole lot of it but still could be uh good it would be like a nick gertz uh those are a couple guys off the top of my head i think that could that could do well on the other side of things uh you know after they're done with uh competing uh alan which, which valor fights regular would you like to see host a late night talk show uh, i think cole farrell would be a blast. oh yeah i forgot cole that would be <laughs> yeah i mean that would just be you don't even need anyone else you could just have cole on there Doing a mono, doing a monologue, and then you know itself. <laughs> that's all I feel. Well, I think Adam Towns is another guy that that's personable and could they and, could and and do it, you know. But uh, yeah, we've had a few man. Mark, who do you think is kind of like the the Brendan Schaub of Valor fights? <laughs> uh, the Brendan Schaub would be a tough call, man. I, I like Brendan Schaub. I, I listen to all his podcasts and Blow the Belt and all that, and been pretty funny this past week with him and Dana interacting back and forth. It's pretty savage shit. <laughs> you know, listen to that guy that's big and fat and never fall today in his life. Yeah, go do that. <laughs> but uh, it's crazy. I, I'd like to see Cole Farrell. Uh, I think him or Primetime, you know, we, there's no shortage of personable motherfuckers down here. That's a fact. I mean, some of these guys can, can talk shit 10 times better than they could ever fight. And, uh, man, I, I, I don't know. Those are the two I'd probably lean on to. Or even Gertz. Nick Gertz is pretty smooth, too. Uh, recently at Bellator 202, Michael Mayday McDonald broke his hand for something like the fourth or fifth time. Uh, Tim, who do you think is the most snake-bitten Valor Fights fighter? Uh, when it comes to broken hands, I don't think there's anybody that can, <laughs> that can touch Charlie Alexander, C4. He's broken a lot of hands. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that's just kind of every time they fought, they've had something jacked up happen to them. Right off the top of my head, I can't – you know, we've had some – some people that <clears throat> have gotten hurt, but like not like repeatedly over and over. Um, that's probably yeah. I'd have to go with Charlie. Uh, Mark as Cutman, the stars. Do you have a different answer? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> C4 Charlie Alexander is, is, has long held that, that record, and I don't think it will be broken anytime soon. It's I, I don't remember the exact number, but I know that he had either broken, broken four hands in two fights or three hands in two fights, but either way, I mean, it's just debilitating. So now I'm wrapping his hands for all of his fights, and his last fight he said it felt miraculous, and he fought tough as shit, man. So... Yeah, I think they'll be fine now, but boy, it was a, it was definitely hard for a while. Uh, Alan, which fighter around here do you think has worse luck? Man, I couldn't really think of anyone that had that has had bad luck. Um, I'll just say Liv or or Liz, uh, just because she's having trouble finding a fighter right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. So shout out, shout out to what weight is she trying to fight? Seventy eight. Seventy five. Yeah. Somebody fight my friend. All right. Her. <laughs> That's everything we got this week, guys. Oh, okay. Well, none of that was too hard. That's good. Those are good questions, though, still. Uh, <clears throat> all right. On that note, we will move on to our interview segment. Got a couple interviews lined up. We'll be talking to the new uh, Valor Fights uh, ring announcer, Shamir Peshewa, who will be making her debut this weekend. Excited to have her. And then also the new Valor Fights color commentary, uh, guy, which will be uh, David Bubby Mitchell. He'll be joining us here afterwards, and then we'll get into the meet, the uh, the, the picks panel, which uh, which we're all looking forward to. So, uh, without further ado, let's get to our interviews. All right, up first on the line, we have professional women's mixed martial arts competitor Shamir Hella Kitty Peshewa, trains out of Knoxville Martial Arts Academy in Knoxville, Tennessee. But this weekend, she will be putting the gloves down and picking up the mic as she makes her page announcing debut for Valor Fights at Valor Fights 51. Shamir, thanks for a few minutes of time. Hey, how are you guys? We're doing good. We're doing good. It's good to hear from you. Uh, of course, the last time we spoke to you, you had won your pro debut. That was back in January. Haven't seen any action since then. Before we get into uh, this upcoming gig, what, uh, what, what's been going on? <laughs> The, uh, about six months. Yeah, I actually um, had uh, surgery in March, so I am waiting uh, for that to heal up. I should be ready to go probably September, October, um, if everything goes according to plan. So just been staying healthy, trying to do all the rehab and recovery that I can. So you've got uh, a new thing coming up, of course, here this weekend. You'll be doing your first uh, gig as a cage announcer at Valor 51 up here in Johnson City. Uh, are you excited about it? You know, or are you nervous? And, uh, you know, you're not the type that's afraid to talk in front of people, but this is still be a little more structured. You know, it's going to be, uh, you know, you're going to be kind of having the, the crowd in the palm of your hands, uh, you know, to talk a little bit about it. I am super excited for it. I'm not really nervous. Um, I feel like performing anything is kind of the same thing. So I've been performing for a while now and I just kind of look at it like another way to be more involved with the sport and showcase myself and build more of a brand and show people that I'm multi-talented. I'm not just a fighter. I'm not just a PR person. You know, I've dabbled, I've done quite a bit of PR you know, beyond this, and I feel like it's a, a good way to help continue building my brand. And that is a, that is an ever-growing brand. I've got to say, Shamir, you've got one of the, the larger followings 
on social media, always out there, uh, <clears throat> you know, pushing uh, your team, your clients, yourself, your own personal fitness uh, training that you do uh, for others. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, really, that kind of does go hand in hand. Uh, you know, Ed, uh, you know, you, you work with Shamir on the side of the PR and whatnot. What you got? Yeah, Shamir, uh, I'm curious, what have you been doing to prepare for Saturday night? I've been uh, pretty much every time in my car, I'm just like announcing people, just <laughs> pretending to announce in my car. I'm sure the people around me are like, what is wrong with this chick? I've had a, um, I'm really, it's like making sure to get the cadence right. Cause there's like a certain, you know, rhythm to everything that's happening. So I feel like that's more of the thing that I had to like think about and learn more than just like announcing someone. You wanted to have a good rhythm. You wanted to sound good. So I've been working on volume control also because, you know, I, I probably wouldn't need a mic. So <laughs> I've been working on how to project my voice without being loud. So, you know, you've got uh, a couple, uh, well, there were four teammates on the car. Now you've got three remaining uh, after, Jason, after Jason King's uh, fight fell out. Does that give you, does it, do you feel like uh, that's any sort of distraction uh, you know, it, when you imagine being in there announcing your teammate, uh, do you imagine that's going to be any kind of distraction or do you think you can kind of separate that? I don't really find it distracting. I've, I've trained with a lot of people that I train in the fitness area, but I'm not their coach in MMA, but I'm there. They have to do what I say in the fitness room and it doesn't translate over. I'm not Eric or Joey. So, you know, it's, I feel like I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing things. So I don't, I'm excited to announce them because I think that they're fun fighters, but not anymore. Not any more distracting than it would be like if you were announcing somebody you liked anyway, you know? True enough. And you've been around the scene long enough to where you're going to know and probably be friends with a large portion of, uh, of other people on this yeah. <laughs> so Absolutely. I think that that's still a good thing in that you're familiar with a lot of these guys. You know, and uh, and so you know, uh, you kind of know who's got a good crowd base there. You kind of know, uh, you know, who's really going to bring it, who's in the good tough fight. So that kind of maybe gives place to your advantage a little bit to 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 be able to control those swoons, if you will, with the crowd. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, to see how it goes down. Excited. I think you're going to do a great job uh, for sure. Uh, you know, beyond uh, beyond the announcing, what else? What anything else? Any news you got for us coming up? Any any fights potentially lined up or, or anything else? Well, you you and Eric would probably know about fights before I would. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm like I said. I'm hoping to fight September October. It's just kind of up in the air right now. I mean, we've had a couple. We've had a couple offers come through and either not very appealing or people who have you know not fought before when they said they wanted to fight me so we're just kind of like taking it easy and seeing what comes our way and you know for me i know it'll happen when it's going to happen i i'm past the days of like being frustrated because i can't get a fight or don't have a fight or anything like that i find other ways to occupy myself and if i know if i stay ready it'll be there when it's there anyway there's not really like a line of girls lining up to fight me, so. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, uh, fingers crossed, something starts to come to fruition soon, you know. And uh, before before we uh, before we wrap it up, I'll let you uh, have the floor real quick to give some shout outs. I know you got a lot of sponsors and uh, and training partners you want to give some love to, so I'll let you do that. 
Okay, awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me on. Um, I always appreciate getting a chance to talk about what's happening. Um, I'd like to, of course, thank Knoxville Martial Arts Academy. Um, I wouldn't be anywhere without Eric or Joey. Thanks to all my teammates. Um, I'd also like to thank my sponsor, Fighter Alias. They've been putting some really awesome gear on me lately. Tank tops, sports bras, shorts, everything. Uh, they have guys close to um, I'd also like to thank Eddie over at Eddie's Health Shop and Vivid Tattoo. And one more thing, one more before we go. Uh, what is your what is your pick? What is your early pick for five of the night? And which fight are you the most excited for? I am pretty excited for the primetime fight. It's been a long time since he's fought. Um, he's always an exciting fighter. So I'd like to see what he has um, to bring to the table. I think five of the night, and there's a lot of bangers on that card. So a lot of the times it could go you know, different ways, but I think the Julia Moore and Christina Ricker fight will definitely be an option for fight of the night. I like both of your selections there. Once again, this has been professional MMA women's competitor, Shamir Helikitty Peshawa, also soon to be professional cage announcer as of this weekend. We appreciate your time. Can't wait, to, can't wait to see you this weekend, Shamir. Thanks for the time. All right. Thank you. All right, up next on the line, we have the new Valor Fights color commentator. You'll be hearing him this weekend at Valor Fights 51 live on Flow Combat as he joins Vince Ferrara. David Bubby Mitchell, also a decorated black belt head coach and owner of American Top Team Macon Rush MMA, uh, has got several great fighters on his roster, including a young phenom Chase Boutwell that we're so familiar with. And uh, just uh, also a, a, a professional fighter on hiatus, although that's going to change pretty soon. Uh, we'll be getting into that as well. David, how's it going tonight? Going really well. Going really well. Just uh, finishing up the night at the gym. And, uh, you know, another busy night, pretty much. Everything's good. Getting ready for this weekend. Awesome, man. We're going to refer to you from, as Bubby from here, uh, of yeah, course. Uh, of course. And, and now, Bubby, you'll be you'll be joining us this weekend for Valor Fights 51. It'll be uh, your first turn in the booth, I believe, as a color commentary color commentary uh, analyst. You'll be joining Vince Ferrar, though, who is uh, an absolute pro and has done so many Valor events. So I'm really excited to hear how this goes as someone as knowledgeable and uh, with a good uh, a good character uh, as well. So uh, talk a little bit about uh, anticipation for this. Are you nervous at all? Are you excited? Uh, you know, what, uh, no, have, have, you been, have you been uh, <laughs> watching some video, getting uh, getting prepped up on these guys? Yeah, so I, I have. And uh, so I've been, I've been around the scene, obviously, uh, you know, just involved in mixed martial arts now for you know, 15 years. And uh, and then I used to work for Bellator. So, like, working for Bellator was the cut man. And then uh, I got, I kind of got, I fell into that much how, like, this come about as far as uh, I was wrapping hands. And this was in the early days of Bellator. So, when I, you know, got asked to, to come along and come aboard the company, that was really fun, a really good experience. And I enjoyed it. Um, you know, wrapping guys' hands just to watch, you know, and, and really idolize it. I mean, like, these guys are amazing fighters. And being around it, uh, like, Jimmy and everybody, we would have to all meet up during the day and getting all their, their notes together, getting everything together. So it was really cool to to be around that and to see it. That was my first time actually seeing it. And then it's got a great character. It's awesome, dude. So it was really cool to be around that night. So that was the first time I'd actually been behind the scenes and watched it 
And then obviously, like coming up with Cole Miller and being around, you see Drew Logan all the time, you know, guys all the time gathering notes on it. So over the years of just being around it, it's, um, you just talk. I mean, at the end of the day, I guess if you know it, it's just talking at the end of the day. And I understand there's, there's a way to handle it, a way to do it, and the strategy behind it and filling in and, and analyzing situations. And so I think that to me, like what I really enjoy doing is being outside of, uh, outside of, um, you know, commentating in general, just talking to friends. So I, I'm not nervous about it at all, but yeah, I've been doing the study up on it. So I'm enjoying that, just getting the, uh, you know, getting a piece of the information together just to kind of fill in on the, uh, in between, you can see between rounds and deer rounds. And, but I'm excited about it. And I know this is actually very well versed. I've actually watched it. It's got very close to him and, and I've you know, heard him. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to work alongside him as well. So you know, also you've got a you've got a loaded team there, a great a great gym there at uh, American Top Team Macon Rush MMA. Uh, you know, of course, we're familiar with uh, Chase Boutwell, uh, Lindsey Jones, uh, Quentin Culpepper, Lathan Lawson, uh, Homer Mangrum, just a uh, just a whole you know slew of killers that come out of there. Uh, what's going on uh, with with you guys there? When we when we got some fights coming up uh, anytime soon for any of these gentlemen that uh, we need to be watching out for? Yeah. So right now, uh, the next thing on the agenda is Lathan Lawson fighting um, July 28th. And uh, he's preparing for his bout. He's having a start professional bout. And then right behind him is um, Chase is fighting in Beijing in the, uh, the Junior World Championship. This will be his last one as an amateur fighter. And uh, up here, uh, he is hoping to be in September. So... You know, it's kind of we're unloading the roster slowly. We did actually lost one of our guys, you know, Aaron Hall, one of our guys. So out of that, then we got a new batch of some younger guys we're going to turn loose. We've been playing around with local kickboxing, so we're you know we're pretty much we're working our way into MMA with these guys. Pretty much the same. It's the same cycle we put all of our athletes through. They then compete with Jiu Jitsu, compete in kickboxing, and so now. We're working our way into MMA with some of these guys, so I'm pretty excited to see some of the new generation coming out. Just a good, solid team right now, so everything's been looking well. And uh, I naturally don't like to keep a ton of people on the roster, but uh, as far as fight-wise, but we have a great group right now, and it's just kind of we can have a good group. People gravitate towards them, and it's a good, it's good energy, and that's exactly what we run inside the gym. Is what powers that gym, honestly, is the energy in there. So, you know, uh, also, Bubba, you know, you went over uh, to Bahrain last year as one of the coaches for the uh, U.S. team with UMAF uh, at World uh, Championships, or IMAF, I'm sorry, you were coaching the UMAF team but for the IMAF uh, World Championships. Uh, is, that, is that something that we're going to see you uh, doing again this year? Um, <clears throat> I, you know what, we don't know. Uh, even though that Chase is obviously going to be, um, Chase is going to be moving on to the professional level after September get ready to make his debut towards the end of the year. Uh, I honestly would like to. I, I just uh, don't believe there needs to be a solid reason and the infrastructure of that organization, but I would love to, to coach. I love coaching in general. I mean, honestly, it, it, it could really be for anything, anybody. I love coaching. And being over there was an amazing experience, you know, as far as, like, just you get to see these teams, you know, from all over the world. And, and, and honestly, as the American team, and then coaching for the American team, a lot of eyes are on you. I mean, you're considered the mecca of MMA to a lot of people. And as much as we idolize the Eastern European countries, they idolize us just as much, and especially looking at 
you know, philosophies and looking at your training antics and everything for how you structure your program. They, they want to know it all. I mean, they're, they're just great people, though, man. It was a ton of camaraderie over there. Um, I'd like to go back, of course. I would like to go back. Um, they have a solid team going to Beijing, China right now. They have a good, solid nine fighters with both. They're going to be they're tough. They're tough dudes, so I'll say that. I, I'm excited to see how they do, but I have other obligations, so I can't go on the September 3rd to the 8th trip. And um, But I would, if, if things pan out this year for November, uh, I, you'll definitely see me over there coaching again if things, you know, if things do well and there's some changes made that I'd like to see made within the, the organization, I would I would definitely love to go coach again. I absolutely had a blast with it. I know a lot of people, some great athletes over there, and um, a bunch of young, hungry guys, uh, you know, on the rise. The team this year, if you ask me, the team they have right now is the best team yet. Um, they wow. have some studs on the team. And uh, it's just it costs quite a bit of money, you know, that they managed to get the funding. Um, amongst themselves and round it up. So I, I really am excited. So, you know, that's normally that what limits a lot of athletes. There's a lot of great athletes in the world who could do really well if they had the funding behind them. So fortunately, some of these dudes now have a little bit of funding behind them. They're a good fundraiser and raise enough money to go to Beijing. So um, Beijing is, to me, the, the, the best tournament outside of the world because all the top teams are going to the Asia Open. I mean, like Sweden's there, uh, Ukraine, Azerbaijan, and tough guys, man. It, it, there's some tough dudes around that area, so especially the Kazakhstanis, they had a stud team this year. So I'd like to go be a part of that again, honestly. It's, uh, I saw a lot. I got to do a lot of homework last year, so I definitely want to develop that you know, and, and go back and return. It was uh, that's definitely uh, good news to hear the, about Chase. You know, I'm sure he's going to do great over there, and uh, him uh, turning pro after that in September. That's exciting to me. Uh, that gets, that gets my, uh, that perks my ears up. So uh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely, cool, definitely cool news. Uh, before we wrap things up, man, I want to get your picks. So we're going to be talking to a lot of guys uh, later tonight on the picks panel, but I'm not going to put you on the spot picking winners. I, uh, I am going to put you on the spot for what is your pick for fight of the night this weekend? And also which fight are you just most interested in seeing? It may, may be not be the fight of the night. So, let me actually right here. I was looking earlier, dude, and it's funny that you 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 just messaged or excuse me, you did an interview with Adam Townsend. I'm really interested in watching him fight again. Yeah, um, I really am. Like I I I can't honestly like he's a good one, and and I will say that obviously we've been you know we've fallen victim to Charlie Alexander, and but I watched Keith Olsen when he was doing the IMAF or the UMAF qualifier, uh-huh. and I was an instant fan of that kid. The kid's an athlete. Uh, I mean, he is he is a stellar athlete, and Charlie's tough as hell. And you know, Charlie coming off of his recent win, I, I really am excited. I think the I think the Charlie Alexander Keith uh, Keith Olson fight is going to be a fight to look out for. And I'm really ready to see definitely uh, Chandler Cole and Aaron Bush. Like I know it's the main event, but dude, to see two of the big boys like that collide, that's going to be a good one. I ha- I think uh, fight of the night mate though, if I could pick one. Um, I really am going to look at. Uh, I, I really do think I, I'm just maybe it's a personal interest I have, but Charlie Alexander, Keith Olson, I think are going to be two scrappers. I think that's a good choice, man. All right, before we wrap up, I'm going to let you give some shout outs, some love where it's due, any sponsors, any training partners you want to uh, get, throw some shout outs to. Uh, I'll let you have it. Awesome. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, all of our team over at Rush Mixed Martial Arts in Macon, Georgia, of course, American Top Team, um, American Top Team of Atlanta, with Jacal Canero. The whole crew up there has been a great uh, facility for me. Um, all of our local companies right here that we work with, uh, Amici's, El Sombrero, 
um, make a bed and outlet. These are all companies that we've had kind of behind us since day one. And, uh, and, and the new we picked up recently. And, uh, of course, uh, men uh, like some of my main training partners, uh, especially Chase, Chase Boutwell is an American top team right now at headquarters training his ass off. So, uh, good luck to him, dude. He's, he's putting his neck on the line right now training for this big fight. Once again, this has been our new Valor Keller commentator, Bubby Mitchell. You'll be taking the mic for the first time this weekend at Valor Fights 51. You can hear it live on Flow Combat or come up there and check him out live at, at the show. And, uh, and, 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 and if you get a chance to follow this guy on social media, I suggest that you do. You'll see some really cool training videos, and Bubby is just uh, – just a, a beast and uh you know who knows we may be seeing uh, him back in action here before uh, before the fall so i'm excited for that as well uh, but we, we appreciate it man we appreciate it you uh, as always and i uh, look forward to uh, seeing you this weekend awesome thanks tim we'll see you guys all right up next it is our picks panel for valor 551 of course this is brought to us by dustin Koppel's national top roller and their next event is going down. It's national top roller number eight, and it's, it's going to be uh, their Chattanooga event, although it looks like technically it is happening in Rossville, Georgia. It's going to be at 2478 Happy Valley Road. Saturday, August the 11th, it is national top roller number eight, and as always, you'll get over 20, at least 20, but potentially over 20 matches for only $20. Some of the top submission grapplers in the region We'll be throwing down, man. They, they always have some great matches. Dustin Koppel does a great job there. If you want to uh, potentially enter, make sure you hit him up if you are a skilled BJJ practitioner and he can get you matched. Again, it is National Top Roller. Number eight is going down Saturday, August the 11th at 2478 Happy Valley Road in Rossville, Georgia. We'll be talking more about in weeks to come. Okay, and now for our main event of the Valor Hour, episode 72, it is... The R551 Picks panel. We begin our third quarter of the year, and of course, our prize is sponsored by National Top Roller Billy Swanson, the reigning champion, just barely. But at the quarter number two, Billy Swanson is our reigning champion. He's going to try to defend that crown against the usual suspects. Uh, his opposition for the Picks panel, of course, for the quarter, will be Sawyer Rich and Jeff Hobbs. And we're going to tweak it a little bit this time. But beyond calling the winner, the, uh, the the panelists will have an opportunity to gain a bonus point if they can predict the method in which the fight ends. Now, they only get the bonus point if they pick the winner correctly. So if they pick a knockout and the wrong guy gets knocked out, then they don't get a point. But uh, I think this will provide a little separation here, uh, potentially, and uh, some guys to, can, can really show uh, – even more uh, knowledge in their picks. So, uh, Ed, you got us. Uh, you got the tally board out, and you're ready to to, to kind of run through this thing. Yes, I'm like uh, I'm like the guy from Beautiful Mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, just for you know, uh, I was telling the guys, you know, uh, we in, for this quarter we'll we'll start uh, throwing in some UFC cards. Uh, the bigger UFC cards we'll get together, we'll pick those as well. And my wife might even jump in for those because she's always talking shit that she can pick the fights better than everybody else. So we'll let her jump in on some of those. Uh, but for now, it is Valor Fights 51. Ed, what we got up first? First bow of the night, sponsored by Corporate Clothing. It's debut fighter RJ Snyder against uh, fellow debut fighter Tanner Perry. 
and 150-pound amateur Muay Thai kickboxing match. Uh, Tim, how's this one look? You know, we got, uh, like I said, two debut guys making their uh, debuts in Thai. Uh, RJ Snyder is a late replacement, was originally supposed to be Charlie Durham, who pulled out last week. And now R.J. Snyder steps up. He's a guy who's been kind of in my ear wanting to fight for a couple of years, but he's just turned 18 uh, pretty recently to where he could he could take an adult match. He comes down out of Mountain City. He'll be there with uh, Austin Kerr, Tochino, Billy Combs, and the gang. Um, he looks like he's in shape from what I can tell, and all these guys are high on him. They all, they all say that he's a he's an animal and that he's going to be good. So uh, we'll see how it goes. You know, I, I don't know that he is going to get like the the best training up there in Mountain City, but it, from what they say, he is a uh, you know very aggressive uh, young guy, and uh, and from his pictures, he's certainly in shape. So uh, you know, who, who knows? Uh, and of course, Tanner Perry, champions at striking in Bristol. Uh, he is a guy that has already had his MMA debut. He's one to know in MMA, but he is known primarily to be a wrestler. Uh, beat Chris Cordner in his MMA debut, took him down, pounded him out. Now he won't be able to use those takedowns. They're wanting to test his striking uh, in a in a tie fight, you know. And so uh, he had Charlie Durham uh, originally, to a guy that he probably could watch three or four fights tape on and prepared for. And now uh, he has the unknown R.J. Snyder in front of him, a guy who probably uh, looks to be a bit more physical than Durham, but Durham has had more experience. So uh, yeah, who knows. Alan, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Perry on this one. Just be, I, yeah, Perry. And how? Oh, yeah, and how. Um, this, like, it, so, like, decision or stopping? Okay. Um, and I will say, hey, this will be under novice rules with it, with it being Perry's first fight. They'll have the head. I'm still saying stoppage. Okay. So, Alan Poole's got stoppage. Uh, Sawyer, who you got and how? I'm going to have to go with uh, Perry as well. Um, I think he's going to get it done. He'll probably get the TKO, uh, just the experience factor, and uh, just being in there. I think he's going to give him the edge. Mark, who you got? Second Tanner Perry by decision. <laughs> that decision could be uh, the Jeff? separation. And that decision could be the yeah, separation. That's, that's kind of what I like. It's Muay Thai with fucking headgear on. What are y'all talking about, TKOs? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Never mind, y'all just fix your guys. I love it when Mark talks shit. Dude, <laughs> talking here, Mark. Well, I think this certainly allows us for separation on fights where everybody sweeps one way. Exactly. No, yeah, yeah it definitely has a difference in <clears throat> Uh, Jeff, who do you have? Uh, I'm taking Perry, but I, I'm going with the TKO as well, just because I think uh, this independent guy, novice, he's going to be the uh, turn my head and try to run away while I'm getting punched method, and I think the ref's going to stop it, probably prematurely, um, just because he doesn't want to take this. Uh, he doesn't want the new kid to take any punishment. So I see a premature stopping before it gets too bad. Premature Billy, are you going uh, against the wisdom of the crowd and picking Snyder here? Uh, well, I'm going to go with Perry, but I'm going to have to agree with Mark on this. I think it's going to be a decision between them having the headgear on and Perry strengthening and wrestling. I mean, I'm really only giving him the, the pick because he has experience. 
Like, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if the other guy comes out throwing hands and Barry comes out to wrestle, it's going to be a long night for Barry. I'm so, sorry, Tim, are you not making picks then? I'm not making picks. I'm just at the table. Okay, got it, got it, got it. All right, well, that's a clean sweep for Perry. A couple different uh, methods. We'll see. Okay. Next up, boat number two, sponsored by Sprint PCS in the featherweight division amateur mixed martial arts. Uh, Mike Sant tries to improve to 2-0 at the expense of independent Bud Cook, who's still looking for his first win, 0-4. Tim? You know, uh, this will be the first time that we've seen Mike Sant uh, on the show. He is trains with Absolute Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol under D. Smith, black belt there. Uh, he has fought, um, his other fight was uh, up for another promotion up in Southwest Virginia. So this will be, this will be his first time stepping onto to a bigger stage. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with him at all. I think he may be a blue belt. Um, but again, he's only fought one time and it wasn't for us. Uh, Bud Cook, on the other hand, uh, has fought for us several times. He, he's fought too heavy most of the times. This time we have got him down to a 145-pound fight, which I think is right where he needs to be. Uh, looked uh, you know, a little bit better in his last fight out, which is at the International and a loss to Silas Reynolds. Uh, eventually uh, got pounded out, but he was fine. He, did, he thought it was a bit of an early stoppage. But uh, he, he really, I've, I've told him he's got to work on his takedown defense and uh, – uh, you know, standing, he he's certainly game. He's a scrappy guy. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, fighting a guy from absolute jiu-jitsu, uh, you would imagine they're probably want to, t- want to take it to the ground. So uh, we'll see if, uh, the drop in weight for Bud, uh, fighting a guy that's more his size uh, and the experience. You know, the fact he's been out there four times already, he's not going to be nervous. Uh, you know, we'll see if that plays a factor too. Jeff, I'm assuming you're going with the the affiliated non-independent fighter. I am actually. Uh, you know me well. Um, and again, it's just you know, no offense to Bud Cook, but you know, people lose fights. But the difference is, is you know, people lose fights and they can go back to a coach or a gym and correct the mistakes that they've made. And he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that support. You know. Uh, of going back to a to a coach or a gym and and fix the mistakes he's making, hence you can see the record and and the, the cycle still just can keeps continuing. So yeah, I'm going with Sant uh, by submission. Mark, how do you see this one playing out? I got to echo Jeff Hobbs there, man. I think Sant gets it done. I think he gets it done by submission. Uh, Sawyer, who you got here and how? This is uh this is gonna be uh uh Sant for me. I think he's gonna get it done probably by submission. Uh Alan, do you also predict Sant via submission? <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly yes, so Sant uh, um submission. Billy, here's an opportunity for you to uh make a little bit more space. What are your thoughts? Man. Man, I really want to go with uh, Say Up by TKO because it would swing it if he does pound Boer or who are you fighting? Um, if he does pound Cook out. But uh, honestly, I might have to go to the crowd on this one. I think Sack gets it by submission. Oh. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully. <laughs> Cook can rise to the occasion, and maybe we'll be interviewing him next week. Uh, yeah, uh, next, next up, third match tonight, 
kicking off the Flow Combat broadcast, we have Joe Buher trying to uh, even up his record at one and one at the expense of Robbie Olin, who's sitting at one and four in uh, amateur welterweight action. Tim. Well, this one is uh, this one's interesting. You know, Joe Buher made his debut at Valor Fifty. He, it, but he jumped in deep. He fought Greg Hopkins in his debut, which is tough, you know. And uh, Boer is a purple belt, uh, lead instructor at his own academy, uh, Total Self-Defense Academy in Kingsport. He wasn't able to get the fight to the ground like he needed to in that one. And uh, he couldn't. He wasn't seasoned enough to train with Greg Hopkins. Ended up getting TKO'd. Now he'll be fighting Robbie Olin, a guy who uh, his record isn't isn't great. Uh, he's coming out of Indiana, and I believe on paper he's one and four. He may have a few more fights that were unsanctioned. His dad, Robert Owen, he's a big fan. He he comes to all the events, and um, he lives in Mountain City there. And uh, his son Robbie is in Indiana, and he, he they've been really wanting to get on a card, and so said, yeah, you know, let's make it happen. So uh, we got an Owen one against the one and four. Robbie is a tall guy. Uh, he's Man, I, I don't quote me, but I think he's like 6'3 or 6'4 maybe. Uh, real lean. And I, I think they fan, he, he's with a, a team called Team Turtleback in Indiana. I'm not familiar with them, but I think they're more grappler-y. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he's kind of a gra- – kind of. It's, I guess they're both kind of grapplers. Sawyer, so how do you see this one playing out? Ooh. We lose Sawyer again. Dynamite drop in, Sawyer. No, I, what? Oh, okay. I'm taking Booger. I didn't even. I thought you said. I thought you said Allen. I'm sorry, uh, but no, uh, my bad. But no, I'm going to take Booger on this one. Um, I think he's going to come in with. Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, you know, just a little bit better, better team. Um, um, this guy's you know one and four on paper. Like uh, Tim said, he may have some more, uh, more like unsanctioned bots we don't know about, but. Uh, I just think that maybe Boomer's going to have some drive behind him, and uh, he's going to want to get the uh, wind to even it up for one and one. So I'm going to go with him by TKO. Alan, do you think uh, it's going to be a happy day for father and son of <laughs> uh, the Olin family, or is Joe Booher going to take this one? I'm going with Booyah via submission, just so I could say Booyah via submission. Billy, how do you follow that? Well, I think Booyah is dropping the Boomer by TKO. <laughs> Jeff? I'm taking Booer, but I'm taking a decision. Jeff, oh. weak shit. Mark, uh, who, who you got and how? I think it's hilarious. These guys are figuring Boer about DK. I don't know if y'all saw his last time. He didn't throw a single punch. So good luck with that, guys. I'm going to go with uh, just know they're both grappler-oriented kind of guys. Doesn't, doesn't Robbie Glenn or Robbie Owen have a pretty decent wrestling background? I don't know about any of that. I wouldn't speak. None, none that I know about. I just thought I'd heard his dad bring it up once or twice. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I oh. think I'm going to go with... Boomer by submission. Mark, another really sweet when you insult us. <laughs> Tim, can we have uh, Olin, father and son, on if he wins next week? Oh yes, that'll be a fucking trip. Oh god. <laughs> well, uh, it'll be hard to contain it to ten minutes. <laughs> 
Uh, boat number five overall and the second of the slow broadcast, sponsored by Corporate Clothing, pits Paul Ochino, two and four, against Rodrigo Gonzalez in lightweight amateur MMA action. Uh, Tim, what's important here? Uh, we have another light switcheroo here. Um, <coughs> originally supposed to be uh, Rodrigo Gonzalez and Chase Winter. Chase Winter had to pull about two weeks ago. And so um, we, uh, and it was also supposed to be uh, Paul Chino against Ivan Mendez, and Ivan Mendez pulled. So we just put them together, and uh, it should be it should be a fun one, I think, because you know Rodrigo's a guy that he's been fighting the tie fights lately. He hasn't fought him in May in a good while, uh, six and six, and uh, you know he's been an up and down guy in his career. He always brings an exciting fight, win or lose, which is why you know I really like booking him because he's always in good, exciting fights. Um, you know, he, he has shown to sometimes have a, uh, a weakness on the ground, uh, but his striking is always pretty solid. Paulo Chino, two and four, and he's a guy that is, uh, also has weaknesses on the ground. He's not a guy that's going to try to, he's, uh, he's going to want to throw too. And he's got a, a karate background. He'll throw out some crazy sidekicks and stuff. And, um, you know, he's, he's definitely an aggressive strapping young kid, um, uh, he's coming out of down from Mountain City uh, with uh, Austin Kurtz and uh, R.J. Snyder. So you know, I'd say those guys have at least been training with each other there. And uh, you know, I expect him to be game. And if this fight stays standing, then it's going to be a war. If it goes to the ground, you know, Rodrigo isn't known to be just a stellar guy on the ground, but I think he's going to he has will still be more on the ground than what Ochino's shown standing. And I think it could be it could go either way. Ochino's shown like crazy knockout. I think the uh, experience involved is going to be enough. There. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and have to go with Gonzalez. I think he's gonna be aggressive as usual. Uh, the uh, the big thing that gets me with him sometimes he doesn't you know uh, pull the trigger and and get, you know he just uh, he gets beat to the punch you know sometimes standing up so that that could happen here. But uh, I'm gonna pick him. I think he's gonna get the TKO. Mark? I'm taking Rodrigo by hmm, submission. Billy? I think it's going to be a war. Rodrigo by decision. Alan, here's your opportunity to to get ahead of these guys. What are your thoughts? Uh, I got to go with Rodrigo. And I'm pretty sure this one's going to you know what? I'm wish for the best knockout. Thumbs up. Jeff. Yeah, I'm gonna take Rodrigo as well, and I think he's gonna catch him. It's gonna be a KO TKO kind of ending. All clean sweeps on the side, so it's a good thing we've got a little something to differentiate. All right, sixth fight of the night, sponsored by Sprint PCS, is the first heavyweight bout of the night. Cal Gill tries to improve to two and one against Charles Philpot, who's three and one. Tim, we've got a uh, a really good uh, difference in styles here. Charles Philpot, uh, three and one, and come in coming off of a over a year layoff. Last time he fought was his one loss, which was to Jordan Owen, be back in March of last year, of hour forty three in Elizabethan. 
Uh, he's taking some time off and uh, coming back. He's training with Chandler Cole, as always. Very good wrestling background. Um, he is not a large heavyweight, you know. Uh, he, and he's a very unassuming guy. A lot of guys are surprised when they find out he's a fighter at all. You know, he's a real nice guy. Uh, not, not shredded up or anything, but he's very, very good wrestler. And he's tough, you know. So he, you can't sleep on him. He, he's 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 solid. Uh, Cal Gill, on the other hand, is fighting out of KMAA, so you know he's got great training there under Eric Turner and Jerry Z- Joey Zonar, coming off a win at Valor 49 at the Shed over Chris Devine in a kind of a wild slugfest brawl type of fight. Uh, I think he's going to be the more physical guy. He's going to have great training in his corner and great coaching um, with Eric Turner, but uh, it's going to really come down to, I think, the takedowns of Charles Philpott, if he can impose those and, and stay on top or not. I'm going to go to the heavyweight first. Billy, how do you see this one playing out? Uh, man, honestly, Charles Philpott's about it, man. I'm definitely going to have to go with him on it. Uh, I like Team Fast. I know Chandler uh, Cole real well. He's also a teammate. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely going with Philpott. I'm going to go with by submission. Philpott by submission. Jeff, how do you see this heavyweight match playing out? I as, I as well am going to choose a submission, except from the other corner. I'm going Cal Gill submission. Wow. First uh, first selection that's at odds with the, with the crowd so far tonight. We'll see how that plays out. Sawyer, uh, how do you see this one, one playing out? Um, I'm... Um surprised on on Jeff's pick for his submission for Gill, but um, I, I thought I was going to make a move here and uh, pick Gill, um, picking him by KO. I'll be a, I think he may hit, you know, uh, get the knockout before he can get taken down. That's what I'm hoping for. So, um, I, I think that maybe a little baldy pick because on paper, I think he may get uh, out-wrestled on this one, but I'm going to pick Gill by PKO. Alan, who are you siding with? Yeah, I'm going with the, the local to me. I not from Martial Arts Academy. Cal, man. Knockout. Mark? I think if Cal can keep the fight standing, he has a very good shot at, at stopping Philpott. Although, man, I mean, submitting Philpott's going to be a feat because he, he's kind of T-Rex. You know, he's got short arms. He's a short dude. He's, he's very, he's very, his stature is very just square. Uh, he's one of those unassuming gentlemen that if you were to mix him up in a bar, he will make you look real stupid. And, uh, yeah, I'm taking Phil Pot, but I'm going by decision. Billy, what are your thoughts on, on Alan Sawyer and Jeff going against your teammate? Uh, it's all right. I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> Get you paid, baby. Get you, you paid. Hey, hey, they can go against my teammate, but they know better than to pick against me. <laughs> uh, next up is my uh, possible pick for amateur fight of the night. We got Lo, uh, Logan Wolf trying to climb to three and zero against Ned Spears, who's sitting at eight and three in the flyweight division. Tim, uh, sorry, this fight is presented by Tri Streams. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. This one's fun. This one's uh. This is, like I said, it's old school versus new school flyweights. You know, Logan Wolf is a guy that has come on, he's burst onto the scene. He's got both of his wins in the past few months. He's uh, finished both his guys in the first round. Uh, but taking a real good step up here against Ned Spears. 
Um, he's from the old guard. He's been around for years, training out of the Iron Lock camp under Jason Coomer yeah, up in Southwest Virginia. He's a guy that has fought a who's who. He's fought, you know, Will Bulldog. He's fought uh, uh, Shane Schaefner, uh, Lynn Cook. He's fought so many people. And, uh, you know, he is, he's an older guy. He's getting ready to turn pro most likely, I think, after this one. So it's a big step up for Logan Wolf. Um, Logan is going to have some size. He's going to have some reach. And he's obviously going to have some youth on his side. So the physical attributes, plus having KMAA in his corner and his brother Chris Wolf, you know, he's going to have good coaching. Um, but uh, Ned Spears is going to have those tricks, man. You know, he's, he's had so many fights. He's been around. So, I mean, it's a really interesting fight, you know, can the, can the, uh, the athleticism and uh, new, new, new guy take, uh, take out the experience and the tricks of the old guy. Uh, Alan, who are you going with, the hot prospect or the the seasoned veteran? Uh, again, I'm going with the, the hot new prospect because Knoxville MMA, I'm uh, going with uh, Logan Wolf. How's oh, he going to get it done? I'm going uh, head, yeah, head explosion knockout. <laughs> Sawyer? Um, I think this fight is pretty, pretty interesting, man. I mean, what's going to happen? You got, like, like Tim said, I mean, Ned Spears super seasoned. I mean, uh, he's been there, you know, so many times, so much with everybody, you know, so, um, I'm going to go with Ned. I think he's going to get the stoppage. I think he's going to, uh, ruin, uh, ru- ruin Wolves, uh, little 3-0 party. So I think that, uh, that Ned's going to get the TKO. Jeff, do you think the uh, the experienced guy is gonna gonna take over this fight? I think the experienced guy is what's gonna take it to a decision. Um, but I'm going with the young lion on this one by uh, by way of decision. I think I think Ned's experience is just gonna hold the fight, uh, you know, to go in the distance. So I'm going uh, Logan Wolf by decision. Mark. I think I'm going to take Ned Spears by decision. Billy, who are you going with, the the young guy or the, the more seasoned vet? Uh, well, man, you know, normally I don't pick against KMAA, but uh, I think uh, the experience that Ned Spears has been around and, you know, just having the time is, uh, you know, going to give him the comfortability in the cage. And I don't think Logan's just had the time in the cage yet. So I think uh, Ned Spears is going to get the win by submission. <laughs> it's interesting. The deeper that we get in the card, the more divergence that we start seeing these picks. Should yeah, be pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, eighth, fight of the, <laughs> uh, eighth fight of the night, middleweight amateur division, sponsored by our friends at OEB, are the only law firm that we trust. Logan Dean makes his debut against Caleb Frank. He's also making his debut. Tim? Man, this one is two very um, highly regarded debuts uh, going to going to war against each other. Caleb Frank's a guy that's already had three tie fights, uh, two and one uh, so far in his tie career, but his first MMA fight, and he's a guy that a lot of people are high on. Freak athlete, uh, just a phenom prospect, and he's a guy that – um, he's got a lot of good training partners around him. He's is a home fight for him. Training up there with Dustin Long, Adam Townsend, uh, Rodrigo Gonzalez, and uh, you know all those guys for this fight. Um, he's taking on a really tough one in his debut, though. And he's in you know Caleb Frank. 
a lot of you look him up and you're like, it's hard to get guys to want to fight him, especially guys that are debut types or don't already have big records. So, um, Logan Dean is up to the challenge. Um, Chandler Cole referred him to us multiple time state champion wrestler and, uh, just an all around hoss himself. So we've got two, uh, two stud prospects, uh, making their debut. Why match them up against each other, Tim? What's the thought process there? What's that? Why why match them up against each other? I'm curious what the thought process is there. Is it just baptism by fire kind of thing? Well, there's not a lot of guys that will fight. Nobody will fight Caleb Frank um, that has not already got a huge MMA record. You know, guys that are already pretty seasoned will fight him, but like other debuts, they, they, they won't fight him. Then he gets turned down, and this guy was willing. Mark, who you got? Got to go with my teammate, Caleb Frank, on this one. And I think he gets it done by ground and pound, TKO. Jeff? Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got uh, Frank uh, by KO, TKO as well. Alan, who you got? Caleb <clears throat> uh, Frank, KO. Sawyer, are you trying to make some distance here, or are you going with Frank? Nah, I think that Frank has really good hands and really good stand-up. I think he's going to get to KO as well. Uh, Billy, what do you got? You know, I wish I knew more about the other guy because, uh, I mean, that wrestling could really come into play with it being MMA. Um, you know, we've not seen what Kevin Frank's ground game's like, but, uh, uh, we know his striking's good, and that's why I picked Frank. Um, I think Caleb Frank's going to get a KO. That is Frank across the board. Everybody here thinks he's going to get it done with his hands. We'll see. Uh, ninth Friday of the Night, sponsored by Corporate Clothing, pits Christina Ricker making her uh, amateur Muay Thai debut at 135 pounds against uh, Julia Moore, who's also making her debut. Tim, what's important here? Well, even though both of these ladies are making their debuts, we get to do this under advanced rules because they both have so much MMA experience. So we get to lose the headgear here. And I'm really excited because this will be the first uh, fight now. You know, our friend David Robbins has kind of put together the the rules now for uh, amateur uh, tie. And so we're going to get to see elbows from these ladies. They wear elbow pads, but it's first time we're doing it. So that's cool. Um, and both of these ladies are very tough. You know, Ricker is uh, has got more experience in MMA, um, and but she has also fought a lot at 125. Uh, more um, would need this fight to be at 135, and so more comes with a little bit less experience. However, they both come forward. They both bang hard. Uh, you know, they are really good. They're really tough, and that's why I made this the last amateur fight because I know this fight is going to be good, and I think it's going to have the crowd really ramped up going into the pro card. Billy, I know you got a ton of respect for Christina Ricker. Do you think she's going to get it done? Yeah, i got to go with Ricker on this one. Um, and honestly, with it being elbows involved, first off, that's badass. <laughs> that's going to be fucking sweet. But uh, I think Ricker's going to get a KO. Uh, Alan, uh, as someone who knows that academy and seen very well, who you got? Yeah, uh, I, I was just with 
uh, Ricker, what, two days? No, last Friday is the last time I saw her, man. She's she's looking great, uh, on shape. Or on shape, that's not right. It's not even say it. She's in shape and on weight. And, uh, yeah, going record, knockout. Even though, man, I, I love both these fighters. Uh, I, I love more. Um, but I'm going record. Warrior, do you see this one going the distance? And who wins? Um, I actually do. I think I'm going to uh, try to get a point ahead and I uh, think that they're, they're both really tough and it's uh, going to be a war and I think it's going to be Ricker by the students. Mark, who you got? More by decision. Who by decision? <laughs> Julie Moore. Julie Moore. Mark went the other way. Wow, interesting pick. Uh, Jeff, are you going with Mark here? Um, well, I've actually got Ricker by submission, but I probably need to change that. Um, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, I got to start reading whether these are Thai or MMA. Um, I got Ricker as well for um, absolutely the same reasons why. Billy Swanson picked Ricker. Um, um, wait a second. Wait, wait. Time out. Billy Swanson what? picked Christina Ricker because she's cute. That's exactly why I'm picking her, too. <laughs> like I said, I'm picking her for the same reasons, Billy. That's what I said. I'm picking her for the same reasons, Billy. Um, All I'm saying yeah, is I got, from exhaustion of watching two attractive women throw elbows at each other. <laughs> I'm telling you what, I didn't look, I didn't know that aspect of it. And Billy is right though. That, that changes the game here, man. Um, cause I would probably say decision until I just heard that these girls can throw bows at each other. So I'm going to say it's going to be a stoppage on this one. First professional boat of the night sponsored by sprint PCS, Justin Hatcher making his debut an independent, against uh, Adam Townsend, primetime, a, a guy that really doesn't need a lot of introduction. This is uh, both guys' debut in professional Muay Thai action, 185 pounds. Uh, Tim, I, I guess, first of all, how excited are you to have this uh, Adam Townsend back in, in the Valor Fights cage? Ah, we're stoked, man. We're really pumped. And, uh, you know, we figured out we had an opportunity to make this happen. I, we jumped all over it. And, you know, Adam's a guy that – has gone on to, to bigger and better things. You know, he has fought in, in several different countries. We just had an interview with him here um, last week, I guess. And, you know, he, he is uh, taking on world-class competitors. So for us to get a chance to host him at home again uh, in a tie fight, you know, it's not an MMA bout, but it's a tie fight. And I think, you know, there's no doubt it's going to be exciting. Um, and, he, you know, now we're losing the pads and uh, it, it's straight elbows, knees, and, and lots of, lots of, of, of impact. So, you know, that said, he's taking on a bigger guy here, and, and this will be the first time I have fought at 185 pounds. This is a middleweight top fight. And so he's fighting Justin Hatcher, a guy who's making his uh, pro MMA – or not, no, I'm sorry, not pro MMA, but pro tie debut as well uh, out of Virginia, uh, the Roanoke – I think maybe a little north of Roanoke area. And, uh, man, he's a tough guy. He throws. He's got some knockouts on his uh, resume as well. And uh, and he's going to be the, the the bigger guy, you know. So Adam is giving up some uh, some size here, and uh, while Hatcher will be giving up some overall 
uh, experience. Not as far as when it comes down to tie, they've got their, they have equal none experience. So, so yeah, what you got, Jeff? Who gets the submission here? Um, who gets the well, submission? oh, do we have four <laughs> submission? <laughs> I um. I really don't know a lot about this Townsend kid, or I know it's his debut. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm afraid if I were to pick against Adam Townsend and Johnson City, they may never find my body. So, um, I, but regardless, I'm going with prime time anyway. He's pumped. Uh, you know the fact that uh, Townsend and, and Valor were able to, you know. Uh, let some years of not doing business go by and, and he's pumped to be at home. He's excited. His fans are excited because he's been overseas for so long. Uh, I'm going uh, Townsend by a uh, stoppage. Uh, Slayer, are you a primetime fan? And is that swaying your, uh, your judgment at all in this fight? I mean, I can't help but like Adam Townsend. I mean, he's, a, he's always been cool to me. Yeah, he cracks me the hell up. Every time I talk to him, it's always bullshit. You can never really have a, a serious conversation with the guy. So, um, he's a great fighter, and uh, I think he's going to get to TKO. Uh, it's going to be uh, cool to see him uh, do tie, uh, you know, professionally in his hometown. So, the knees and elbows, I think he's going to crack him with something huge. Sorry, are you even coming? Really? No, I'm not. I didn't think so. <laughs> Billy, who you got? Um, I don't really know how we line this fight up, but it's another awesome fight on this card. Um, <laughs> but, no, I'm definitely going with prime time. I think uh, him in his hometown, that's going to get pretty rowdy. Uh, I'm calling overhand right. Put them down. KO. But, yeah, prime time's got it. Mark, are we going to see a, a stoppage here? You're 100% correct, sir. And it's going to be a left knee to the body, right to the liver. I was spending an exorbitant amount of time with Adam today at the gym. And, uh, yeah, oh, boy, better get ready, man. Prime time is coming to, to show out, and he ain't getting paid by the minute, guys. Do I get extra Alan? points if that knee does land, by the way? Because I'd like to parlay that down if possible, because that's how the shit's ending. I called overhand <laughs> right, so you watch that. Well, that's the <laughs> uh, Alan, yeah, do you think Hatcher gets it first? No, no, I'm going prime time uh, on this one. I'm looking forward to seeing him fight for the first time. Uh, yeah, I'd say, fuck it, man, uh, knockout. Well, I, I guess uh, have your camera ready early, because it looks like everyone's going with Townsend prime time via knockout and his return to the Valor Fights cage. Uh, second professional fight of the night, another big-time fight. Cole Farrell tries to climb to 6-0 against uh, easily his toughest opponent yet, Joe Pegg, sitting at 6-5, and 140-pound uh, catchweight fight as professionals. This fight is sponsored by TriStreams. Uh, Tri Tim, who you got? Man, I'm excited for this one. Cole Farrell, as we always say, one of the most polarizing individuals that you're going to find out there. He always brings it, though, and he, and he always talks it up, and he, you know, uh, it's, it's always a show, man. So uh, he's looking to get to 6-0. He's 5-0, and and he's stepping up his competition big time this one. 
Uh, there's been a lot of uh, detractors about his level of competition, and now he's fighting uh, Smoke and Joe Pegg out of uh, G-Force in Cincinnati. He's a guy that has fought a, a lot of really good He fought Sergio Pettis uh, in the main event for RFA a few years back. So uh, he has been in there with uh, elite-level uh, talent. He's a very good striker uh, with a karate background, so he's going to throw a lot of kicks and uh, and, and flashy strikes, and so, and he's not, he's coming to win, you know, there's maybe been guys in the past that kind of, you know, kind of rolled over a little bit, but not saying, not, not to say rolled over, but what maybe knew that they were the underdog, if you will, and, and Joe, Joe Pegg is, uh, is, in un, is under no such assumption. Billy, does the Feral climb to 6-0 on Saturday? You know, I actually, uh, Added Farrell on, or well, he followed me on Instagram the other day. And I followed him back, messaged me a couple times. He's a nice guy. I'm going Farrell. I, no, he won me over by, by sliding in the DMs. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that Farrell wins by decision. I okay, well, listen. Take note of that pick and that information. Uh, Jeff, are, are you going with, with Billy here? Am I going with who? Are, are you going with Billy and selecting Farrell to win this fight? Absolutely not. No. Farrell's losing. God, that's so I'm just saying, no, I, Farrell's losing. <laughs> I'm not a Farrell fan. I'm not a Farrell fan. I think, like Tim said, this is his toughest competition yet, which means this will be his first loss. How does Peg get it done? How does it get it done? Um, I don't know. Let me go see what I picked. Um, I got submission. He can choke Sorry? his ass out. <laughs> and maybe not let go. <laughs> Sawyer, build on that. How do you follow that pick? <laughs> I mean, I think I think Farrell's funny. I mean, it's, it's, I, I think he's uh, I think he's clowning most of the time, and I think that uh, he's gonna get the kick out of it to keep it going because uh, you, you can't be that fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? I mean, he's out of control, dude. I, I like it. That cracks me up. So I'm gonna. I hope he keeps it going. So I'm gonna uh, pick him by God uh, summation, maybe. I don't know. Right? All you want to take him on a date? Yeah, I want to take him out. You know, so he can make me laugh, tell me jokes and shit. So uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, Alan, Farrell submission. Yeah, I'm going with Farrell because we, you know when you fight Cole Farrell, you don't just fight him. You have to fight his personality and all of his personalities, alter egos. You know, so it's it's like you got to get through that before you even get to the to the cage. Uh, I'm going to go with Farrell, uh, the uh, knockout. Yep. Mark, do you have Cole climbing the six zero? Yes, I do, and my reason is. Whoever called that for decision, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but Tim, correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't Cole finished every fight in the first round? Yeah, I think yes. I want to say I called that my decision, Mark. All right, well, I'm glad. I, I'm going. Listen, 
I'm sorry that you feel that way, but Cole is uh, going to win this fight. I don't think he wins in the first, though. I think he gets him over here naked choke in the second, though. I'm just saying, it's a guy from Ohio. I think it's going to go the distance. What, do you have a crush on guys from Ohio or something? What the fuck? What are you talking about? No, he's just, he's not fighting Latrell Purdue again. <laughs> Touche. Touche. I will give you that. However, Cole's on a roll, man. I'm telling him. He's going to he's gonna win it. He's going to gain me some points to get me paid. Uh, you lost last time. So you, you talk nice to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Co-main event of the night sponsored by the Valor Hour. Pitt's hometown favorite Keith Olsen, 1-0 against Charlie Alexander. is trying to move to 3-1. Tim? Man, this one is hard to call. This one is, my opinion, probably the hardest uh, fight on the card to to predict what will happen. You know, Charlie's coming in hot. Keith's coming in hot. Uh, Both guys uh, have great fan bases. This will be Charlie's first pro fight away from home. So we'll see how he uh, does uh, going on the road into Keith's hometown here. Uh, where Keith will have the home home field uh, home home crowd uh, behind him, you know, and uh, <clears throat> you know Keith is primarily a grappler, a very good one, uh, very tenacious, and is always going for things. Uh, he he's going to be a threat on the ground and and as well as standing. Uh, Charlie uh, very well rounded. You know he's got good wrestling. He's he just submitted Lathan Lawson, who's a solid purple belt. And, uh, and he's got a good tie, too, you know. So, man, and both these guys are headstrong coming in. I neither, you know, both these guys think, they, they think they've got this in the bag. So, ha, man, I, it's going to be the, – the crowd's in for a treat on this. Alan, who you got? I'm going to go with Charlie Alexander on this. Uh, submission. Submission. Sawyer? Um, I think this fight is good. This fight's super good. Uh, if the question is, uh, you know, can, can he get Charlie down? You know, and uh, if Charlie can keep it standing, I think he's going to knock uh, Keith out. So, um, the big thing for me is if if he can get him down, he'll submit Charlie. But um, I'm going to go ahead and call Olsen submission. Mark, who you got? I'd just like to preface this by saying that uh, Charlie Alexander had to take this fight against Keith Olsen because Sawyer couldn't lose 400 pounds to fight him this year, even though he had agreed to it. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to go. Man, it's a hard one, man. This is a pick and fight for me. Uh, that's my jiu-jitsu coach, number one, with Keith Olsen. And, uh, man, Jesus. Uh, Charlie's a very athletic, very, very powerful dude. I, he has all the all the tools to do it, but man, I, I got to stick with my, my little team, my guns here. I got to go Olsen by submission late. Jeff, yeah, it's definitely fight of the night. It's the one I'm most excited about. Um, I was super pumped how quick both guys accepted the fight, um, and how excited both of them were to fight each other. Um, you know, instead of taking possibly, uh, I won't say easier fights, but less dangerous fights at this stage. 
Uh, we know Charlie's not afraid to. He, he made his debut against Demir, you know. Um, but uh, I'm going with Charlie. I'm just not sure if it's going to be by submission or or ground and pound TKO. Um, oh, man. Uh, I'm going to go submission, but I think the submission is going to come off of, you know, just some 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 ground and pound. Maybe uh, Olsen having to give up his back to uh, to avoid some uh, some more punches. So I'm going Alexander submission. Billy, we've got two for C4, uh, another two for Olsen. Who do you got? Uh, I'm gonna be the tiebreaker. I'm going with Charlie Alexander. Um, I actually go up there and cross train with those guys at uh, Nashville MMA and uh, Chris Beasley and all them and. Actually, that's what's going to lead me to my pick of how I think it's going to get done. I think he's going to knock him out. Um, Chris Beasley is a wizard with striking. So I'm going to give it to Alexander. Finally, main event of the night. Uh, I can't remember a bigger heavyweight match taking place in the area. Aaron Bush, 4-0, takes on friend of the show and top heavyweight contender. Chandler Cole, who's 3-1 and one for the vacant Valor Fights heavyweight title. This fight is sponsored by OEB. Tim? Wow. Yeah, man, I'm really pumped. You know, we're going to strap somebody up here with a vacant heavyweight strap. Um, Chandler Cole coming off of a win. Um, I think his last one was up for Justin Dyer, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Went out to the Contender Series tryouts. Uh, didn't make it onto the show, but, but saw that he can... He can hang with those guys out there. They're really still high on him. Uh, so it seems like his spirits are still high. You know, he's going to be running into the toughest test of his career in, by far. Eric Bush, guy who's undefeated, had a, a, a decorated amateur career as well. He's been fighting for 16 years old. And uh, it's coming out of uh, Ohio up there where it's a, it's a good scene. It's a good, strong scene. So uh, he, both these guys are very, very confident to finish the other. Uh, Bush has both guys are pretty much guaranteed they're going to finish the other. And with the heavyweights, I wouldn't be surprised if this one doesn't go all five rounds. So, uh, ooh, yeah, it's going to be great. I think it's also interesting to note this will be the first fight for Chandler since uh, taking a couple of training camps at Team Oyama in California. Training camps like Tony Lopez, Jack May, a bunch of UFC fighters. Uh, Sawyer, who you got? Um, I'm a big Cole fan. Uh, he's a great guy, and he's going to have a lot of push behind him. Like you said, he's uh, done a lot of cross training. It's in a very, you know, well-regarded places with a lot of a lot of uh, you know top talent. So I think he's going to come in with some tricks, uh, a lot of drive, and I think he's going to get the mm, the stoppage. Knockout submission. Yeah, knockout stoppage. Uh. Mark, who you got? Chandler Cole by submission. Billy, uh, is it safe to say you're going with your teammate here? Yeah, you know, I got to go with my man, uh, Chan. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, honestly, I think uh, he's about to mow this bush down. Uh, I think he's going to be with an overhand. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched any video, Billy? What do you think on the match? I'm curious to think what you what, what you really think about the matchup. 
honestly, I don't really watch video. I mean, I'm kind of that guy. Like, I don't, I don't really watch video. I just show up to kick your ass. Ah, I hear you. Like, um, I mean, I'm not really. I, I thought it was supposed to be somebody else. Wasn't it supposed to be somebody else that he was signing? It was uh, Marcus Finch originally, but Finch pulled, and so it's been Bush now for you know it's been three or four weeks. Yeah, um, I don't really know much about Bush. Uh, I mean, I'd say from being up north, he may have all right wrestling, but I know Chandler's got really good wrestling. So, but I, I think honestly, I think it'll be Chandler will take him down and then ground him down. Alan, who you got? Oh man, you kidding me? Chandler Cole, uh, ground and pound, or uh, yeah, ground and pound, so knockout. <laughs> Jeff, are you are you going to crowd, Jeff? I like Bush, guys. I I, I really love Bush, and um, I, I know like there's a good chance. I know there's a good chance that Chandler could. I uh, know Chandler could pound the Bush. <laughs> um, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I see, I see a bloody bush probably coming out of this, but, um, but I really feel good about bush and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with bush. I like bush. Bush can put it on his face. I'm going, huh? I, I, I'm going, I think bush is just going to lay on top of him. Um, really. And just Bush is going to grind it out. Uh, <laughs> so, um, now I'm on some Nganu Derek Lewis shit. This is going to happen by decision. Y'all are going to be fucked up because there ain't going to be a, a finish. It's going to be a long heavyweight fight that you never saw go in the distance. I'm going Bush well, you by know decision. What? We need to get a venue in Chattanooga so I can give us some highlight reels. All right, Ed, before we kind of close this thing out, I'm going to let you go to, to each of us, yourself included, and uh, let's kind of get some of the night predictions. Which fight you think will be the fight of the night? Which fight uh, will get the tri-streams knockout of the night? And then which fight you're the most excited for, even if, even if you don't think it's going to necessarily be a, a barn burner? Uh, you know, for all three, I, I've got to go with the main event, Chandler Cole, Aaron Bush. Tim? Nice. You know, myself, I'm going to say five of the nine is going to go to Charlie Alexander and Keith Olsen. I'm most excited to see primetime back in the, in the cage and uh, knockout of the night. Man, that, that's hard to say. Um, hmm. I don't know. Knockout of the nine, I'm going to say, goes to whoever comes out of the uh, of Paulo Chino Rodrigo Gonzalez fight. So I think somebody's going to pour the other. Mark? Uh, fight of the night, uh, knockout of the night. Fight of the night is C4, Charlie Alexander versus Keith Olsen. And knockout of the night is coming from your boy, Prime Time. Left me the river. Did I mention that? Which, which fight are you personally most excited to see? Man, I like them all, really. But I, I'm more exci- I guess I'm most excited about just seeing how Phil Park can can – can I don't I can't say that because he may just lay and pray. Who knows? I, I guess I'm gonna go with uh, C4 and, and Ten Keys. That's probably Jeff, my most exciting one. Uh, Jeff, the fight you're most excited for. Who do you think is gonna be fight of the night? And who do you think is gonna be Tri Streams Knockout of the night? 
Uh, I'm going with the crowd as far as uh, the one I'm, I'm most excited to see is the uh, Olsen-Alexander fight. I just think that's, even though the records are small, I think that's a big fight for the state of Tennessee as, as far as up-and-coming guys facing each other. Um, so I, that's that's definitely the, my, the one I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, KO of the night, knockout of the night, I'm going with Caleb Frank. Oh, nice. And fight of the night. Uh, fight of the night is also going to be Olsen and, and Charlie. Alan? Okay, so fight of the night, I'm going to go with Ricker and Moore. Nice. Uh, knockout of the night, I am going to go with uh, Cole Farrell and... Uh, oh, most exciting. It's going to, I, I'm hoping it's going to be uh, a prime time. So... Yeah, it's my first time I get to see him, so we'll see. Mark, personally, which fight are you most excited to see? Which is, do you think is going to be fight of the night? And who do you think is going to take home knockout of the night? Mark already went. I think it's Billy. already went. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Sorry. Billy, go ahead. Uh, well, I definitely say I'm excited to see my man, Chan. Uh, Fight, but uh, honestly, I'm gonna say I'm most excited to see Rick drop some elbows. Um, that's gonna be awesome. Um, but uh, five of the night, I think, is gonna be the Charlie Keith, and then knockout, I think, primetime's got it. Slayer, um, I think these are all good fights. I mean, really, I mean, from top to bottom, even though you know you got the independent guys or whatever that are not well known, I think they're all solid matchups. That being said. Uh, I think the Ned Spears versus Wolf fight is going to be fight of the night. And I think that uh, the uh, one I'm most excited to see is Alexander versus Olsen. I just want to see how that plans out, pans out. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's uh, interesting how those styles mix up, and I want to see how it pans out. So, and knockout and goes to primetime for sure. All right, that wraps it up for another Pigs panel. Make sure you tune in next week so we see how all these uh, scores tally up. Thanks again, as always, to National Top Roller for supporting the Pigs panel. And also our sponsor, Ogle, Elrod, and Barrill, OEB Law. Make sure you check you check them out at com. And that is going to wrap up another edition of the Valor Hour, number 72, for my co-host, Ed Cap. We want to thank all of our panelists. All of our interviewees tonight, of course, we spoke with Shamir Peshawa and Bubby Mitchell, and, uh, and of course, our picks panel, uh, Mark Laws, Alan Poole, Sawyer Rich, Jeb Hobbs, and Billy Swanson. Thank you guys for the time. Until next week, this has been another edition of the Valor Hour. Signing out. For more information on upcoming events, visit ValorFights.com or find them at Valor Fights on both Facebook and Twitter. This has been the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. This is a Landry football with Chris Landry. Quick fix. On Radio Influence. Looking at the West as a whole, it's chic to say Seahawks are rebuilding. I think they are. 
the Cardinals are rebuilding. I think they are. You could put them three and four, very possibly. But let me just say this. I think that whoever is three and four are pretty close. I think that the chic pick in the West is the Rams. Lots of big names. Had a real good season last year. They're going to win the division. They're going to go win the Super Bowl. That's what everybody's saying. They're a good team. They're a team to beat, but now they're going to be the hunted. I think it's going to be a tougher season for them than most people think. I still think they've got a good chance to win the division, though. I think San Francisco's getting better. They're more like a 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight type team that could, with good breaks, get to that 9, win maybe even 10. I think they're on the verge, maybe another year, of being a playoff team, but they could make the playoffs. Difference between being a playoff team and making the playoffs. Two different things. So, listen, I do like on paper the Rams and the Niners a little bit better, but I think Seattle is as good as San Francisco in some areas. And it wouldn't surprise me if it's Seattle that's chasing the Rams and the Rams and the Seahawks and the Niners are really close. I do think the Cardinals are a little bit behind the other three. I would say that if the Cardinals finish like second or third, that would surprise me. Chris Landry brings you Landry football every week on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.